The boy is eating. The boy is your drinking. name. Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Mariah Waika. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we are chatting about trip planning. We're both people that really enjoy traveling, especially living abroad. There are lots of opportunities to do it, and we know that a lot of our listeners do too. So today we're practicing vocabulary related to planning a trip. So it's summertime. I bet everyone can't wait to get out of the office and start exploring whether that's in the south the north or maybe a different country maybe a neighboring country maybe the u.s right who knows knows? many many trips probably this summer so me and mariah together probably have about four or five six (laughs) just some things five or six trips coming up you have to take advantage of of vacaciones right but don't worry we will still be doing the podcast throughout our trips so. Have no fear. Coffee <laughs> with Gringos will not be on vacation. So to talk about one of my trips I'm planning right now, it is one of those trips that requires a lot of pre-planning. Uh, yeah. A lot of pre-planning. Lots I'm going, of planning ahead. I'm going to Patagonia, and Mariah knows I've asked her probably 50 billion questions <laughs> about where to stay, how to get there, how many days I need, where do I book my ticket, what flight. Do I take a million questions? Well, and I I just have to add, because I know that this is the case, part of the reason that Paige's trip requires so much planning ahead is because Paige is traveling with a small army of people. She's traveling with how many friends? Including myself, there will be a total of six of us. Yeah, but that's a big group. Yeah, it was. it's actually funny. I was looking into you know, Airbnbs, where we're staying. And so we're not camping. We're not staying in the park. We're staying in Puerto Natales. And I was, you know, calculating buying all the bus tickets and looking at the bus schedules and what to buy. And I was like, we should just rent a car because then we could be on our own schedule because, you know, certain buses don't go as early as we want for hikes and leave as late as we want to get back. And then I was like, like Mariah said, I have an army. I need to get a minivan. No, you you would definitely need a minivan. So I was looking at rental cars, and I was like, oh, I've never had to rent a minivan, but it holds seven people, so it's perfect. Are you going to do it? I think so. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Doing the research, there's just, we're only there for five days, so to maximize our time to be able to do the hikes we want to do, the kayaking tours, the biking tours, I think being on our own schedule would be ideal. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, Exactly. In general, are you a planner? Are you a last minute person? Are you a procrastinator when it comes to trip planning? What is your trip planning style? I am a big planner. Okay. I like to plan trips ahead, mostly just the lodging, flights, rental cars, like all the big things, mostly because I'm broke. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it makes the most sense if you're flying somewhere it's always cheaper if you buy it a few months ahead as of opposed course. to the week of 
So the flights, where we're staying, Airbnbs, the best ones book up fast or they're more expensive if you wait, rental cars, same thing. So I like to plan all of those things. But once I have the core planned, the tours and what we're seeing, I kind of do last minute. You're more flexible in that, yeah. in that way. What about you? What's your, I'm, I think I know your planning <laughs> style, but, but tell us. I would say that I fly by the seat of my pants. Actually, the first time I came to Chile, I was a tourist. I, I didn't have any plans to live here long term. It was just a month long trip. And I think we had two nights reserved for a month of travel. All of our other reservations were on the fly. So we arrived to a town and we walked around until we found a hostel. And if it didn't have availability, we went to the next hostel. And it actually worked out really well. And I think it taught me that there's almost always a solution. That being said, it can be a little bit more nerve wracking that way. For example, I was in Valdivia and we went to a a place near Valdivia called Coral and we were camping. And the first night we, we hitchhiked and then we found a campsite and it worked well. We found the campsite pretty early on. And then the second night we really took our time, we dawdled, and by 8 p.m. we still didn't have a place to stay for the night. And of course the sun was starting to go down and you don't want to hitchhike when it's dark out. And so we managed to catch a bus and we asked the bus driver. And the bus driver said, oh, you can camp at this beach over here. I'll drop you off there. Nobody will bother you. It will be totally fine. And then this random guy on the bus said, like, oh, just turn right at the fence post and you'll find a great private beach. And we uh, we ended up camping on a beach with nobody. It was like our own private beach and it was perfect. So it worked really, really well, but it doesn't always work that well. <laughs> that would really, really stress me out. I think that part of the reason that that I've become more relaxed with it as well is because resources like Airbnb make booking accommodations fast and easy. There's often availability. New places open up. It makes it easier to successfully plan a trip without planning way in advance. And I think it also depends on what kind of traveler you are. Like me and Mariah... Are very different. I'm someone who likes more quantity. Like I like to go to a lot of places. If I go to say Brazil, I go for three days or four days. So it's a very short trip. Where like you, you when you go to trips, you spend a week or maybe two weeks. If I so, can, yeah. So yeah. you you have a little more flexibility when you don't cram things in like I do. Right. <laughs> like I think when I went to Peru, I did Lima. I did Cusco, I did Machu Picchu in maybe five days, which is like almost a Guinness World Record. That was crazy. So like, given that I don't have the luxury of like showing up and be like, oh, I can't do Machu Picchu today. Like, I can't do it then, I'll turn around. Right. So I think it depends if you're the planner who goes on trips and leaves a lot of days where you can be more flexible or you're someone that's like, I'm in this city for one day if I don't do this tour or get to go to this restaurant, I never will. What do you think is the most challenging or most frustrating part of planning a trip? That's a good question. I both love planning trips and I hate it at the same time. I love it because obviously the excitement and adrenaline of going on a new place. Right, it builds anticipation. But then the more you plan, the more you realize how much you could plan. Sometimes I plan trips like a little too much. (laughs) 
where I'm right. like, oh, the plane gets in at 9.45 and it takes 53 minutes to go from the airport <laughs> to the Airbnb and our bike tour is at noon, so we have to leave okay. the hotel and this is how, you know, like sometimes you get two things are too planned where you're like on a like a schedule that's not fun. My mom used to do that. Our itineraries when we were kids were nuts. She would print them and she would have like a stapled itinerary packet by the minute. <laughs> it was it was intense. It was intense. She's gotten way better now. She still loves planning. She wants to have all of her information in her hands because she loves researching too. It's part of the fun for her is like looking forward to the trip, researching it, organizing. But now she allows a lot more flexibility in our family vacations. I think that's it for me is that you need to have enough structure to feel secure about where you're going and where you're sleeping. I don't do that very often, but I know that for a lot of people that's helpful and enough flexibility to be able to be spontaneous. You're on vacation. Right. You don't have to see these things. These things are supposed to be enjoyable. Right. So I think, you know, what I've done more is I plan the, you know, the core things, the travel, the sleeping, transportation. Right. But then when it comes to what I do, I just say, eh, I want to do these things, but I'm not really set on it. And if I do them, I do them. If I don't, I don't. Right. Rather than I have to go here at noon and here at two and here at six. And I think it's good to be flexible enough that you can be sort of guided by the experience you're having. So if somebody from the town that you're visiting says, oh my gosh, you have to check out this hole-in-the-wall bar down the street and around the corner by the Red House, for example. Like, you can go and do it. You don't have to say, oh, well, tonight we plan to go to this specific restaurant. We can't change our plan. No, I mean... Part of the joy of traveling is taking that advice and running with it. Absolutely. I think that doing those off-the-beaten-path kind of experiences are what you remember most about those vacations. I have definitely become a little less type A on my trips. Right. I should maybe be a little bit more type A. (laughs) You, yeah, traveling with you might stress me out. What do you mean we don't know where we're sleeping? It's 8 p.m. Sometimes my mom is like, have fun, honey, and just... Be a little careful with the hitchhiking. (laughs) I think the beauty of being in our time period right now is our phones. Right. I mean, with our smartphone, before you really had to print out like map quests or even before that you had to have a physical map to be like, where is a hotel? Is this now I can be on the street and I'm like, where should we eat? Let me just yelp it, you know, go online and find an article or blog post about the best restaurants or the best places to stay or see. So we can kind of plan literally while you're on the trip, like in the street. We can plan on the fly, right? I remember when I studied abroad in 2013, I didn't have a smartphone. And that's when I did a lot more planning in advance because I didn't have that security blanket of knowing I would be able to plan in the moment or do research in the moment. And I I think that's a really good point. I think that's key. The smartphone has completely transformed your ability to take off on a trip without planning. So for everyone who has trips this summer, whether you over plan like me Or 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 under plan like me, I hope that you have an amazing summer on all the trips that you have ahead of you. Enjoy it, get good rest, and when you have time, make sure to tune in to Coffee with Gringos. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.